This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Gun control activists like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Gavin Newsom just don't get it. Making good people defenseless does not make bad people harmless. If words meant what they mean instead of the term gun control, they should use victim disarmament. And if you believe in the Second Amendment, if you believe that good people deserve the best tools to defend themselves and their family, then you should be a member of San Diego County Gun Owners. San Diego County Gun Owners makes it easy to connect with the community that's fighting to defend and restore your Second Amendment rights. Become a member today. It's only 10 bucks. Go to stcgo.org slash join just to become a member. All right, Dave. I'm going to run next door so you can, you can start talking about the bottom stuff. <laughs> All right. So uh, just a little bit of a preview about today's show. Today we're going to be talking about a tactical gear expo. We have Stephanie here with us with the Outdoor Woman. We're also going to be speaking with Jim Miller, the very same Jim Miller as the uh, Miller case. And he's going to be calling in to talk about some things about the Gun Violence Reduction Summit. And we're also going to have Gary Gibson back, a fan favorite from last week. And he's going to talk about the latest updates on the mag ban as well as SB2. So it's going to be kind of a you know, pretty exciting show. We're going to talk about a lot of current stuff. We're going to have a great time. We also want to remind you that there is a gun show coming up in October, towards the end of this month, October 21st and 22nd. There will be also, along with your... Your entry to the gun show included in there is going to be uh, an entry to the symposium. And if you want to get a $2 discount, you can go to gunownersradio.com backslash symposium, and that will give you that discount, uh, $2 discount to get yourself into that gun show. So, yeah, it should be really good. I'm really gonna, looking yeah. forward to it. Well, well you, because the, now, the, like you said, there's going to be guns. Yeah, there's going to be guns so people can, you know, actually physically look at something other than bags and hats and t shirts. Right, which which are great, but no, no, you know, I agree. but you're there, you're kind of there for the meat, not just the potatoes. So you're going to be able exactly. to, to see all that. You can see it all in one place, which is going to be fantastic. So uh, we also have a special guest for this segment. We have Jerry from Core Essentials, who's also going to be talking about another event that happens to also fall within the same time frame. Jerry, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Hey, Jerry. Good. How are you? Fantastic. I saw you shooting the other day. How'd you do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. We took uh, some people, the staff, uh, some of the, 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 well, the shippers that don't get out of the the back area once in a while. I took them to the range um, discount gun mart and shot some rounds, did some training a little bit, gave them some pointers on marksmanship. It was a good day. That's awesome. So for those of you who don't know, Jerry is with Core Essentials. If you don't have a core belt, where have you been? Yep. (laughs) Right? Yeah, what what rock? Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, what rock do I find you? Right. So, Jerry, you're here to talk to us about uh, something really cool and exciting. I hadn't heard about this until recently, so I'm glad that you're here to spread the word. Uh, We have a Tactical Gear Expo coming up on the 21st. Can you tell us a little bit about it, what it's about? Yes. 
and where we find it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so October 21st, between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m., uh, we're going to be having, we're going to be hosting the Tactical Gear Expo at the core headquarters. And that's going to be at me, 90, uh, 9520 Pathway Street in Santee. Uh, so you'll get to see the store uh, or the facility itself uh, if you get a chance to come by. We're going to be having some vendors out there. And uh, it's going to be great for the public because you can come, uh, anybody can come uh, during that time frame, and you'll get to see a lot of different uh, aspects in the quote-unquote gun world, if you will, tactical gear, holsters, uh, you know, bags, uh, any type of thing you can think of that would go with tactical gear uh, we're hoping to have out there. We have uh, a good handful, if not more, and more to be added of uh, vendors. Uh, we're going to be... Uh, hosting uh, tour knives will be out there. Uh, BNS Brewery, of course, because we've got to have our refreshments. Mm -hmm. uh, there will also be Triple Feed. Um, who else can be out there? Trauma Pack. Uh, PWG is going to be uh, joining us. And Ace Uniforms will be out there, so you'll get to see more high-speed gear from them. Um, and uh, Warrior Systems uh, manufacturers will be out there as well. As a along with others that will be coming up. And then we've, we've been uh, reaching out to others that will be coming as well. We're hoping to have a lot of people come out. Uh, we've got a lot of vendors, a lot of, a lot of fun things going on. We're going to have some raffles, some giveaways. Uh, I'm sure there will be a lot of swag to be collected uh, should you show up. And for the most part, I think that's going to be a great time. Uh, come see our facility, our building. Um, and you'll be surprised. It's uh, it's a great place, and you'll get to meet a lot of people within the industry, and uh, share share stories. That's did always you, fun. Did you move from your old location, or are you still in the same one? Uh, we are no longer in La Mesa. We've moved uh, almost almost a year now. Uh, we are now in Santee, and it is a phenomenal place. We were able to bring everything together instead of having it piecemealed out in different locations, if you will. And it was a and, little uh, yeah. tricky. Getting to the one in La Mesa, I might add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm being all... I'm being very kind <laughs> for an old guy. I, I appreciate that because we would get phone calls like, "Hey, I've been driving around for like ten minutes trying to find <laughs> you guys," and then be like, "Okay, go out, go out again," and there'll be a guy in the parking lot yeah. waving you waving down. Waving you down. Yeah. So where yeah, in Santee so, are you? So again, uh, our address, and you can look us up. We're at ninety five twenty. Pathway Street in okay. Santee. We're right near um, Gillespie Field area. We're oh. in an industrial park area. Okay. And, um, yeah, so uh, they really did a, a great um, restructuring of the building we're in, the best way to phrase it, I suppose, because we now have a little small landing area, if you will, with our products in there for people that happen to stop in every now and then. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a big Big, big store, but for the most part, we've got our products out that people can come and see and, and visit the, head, the, the headquarters there because it's a, it's a really it's a, it's a nice place to visit. I have my customers come in every now and then, and they're, they're pretty surprised. Well, for, the, for those that are not as familiar with Santee, there's a good chance they're still pretty uh, familiar with the Pacific Island uh, Beer Company similar right basically right, right in that loop area. right there so and what's nice is that although your event and the gun show are on the same day it's like a nine minute drive from oh, yeah, one to the yeah. next so make uh, a can, day of it stop and yeah. have lunch with friends in between go from the gun show 
to the the tactical event or from the tactical event to the gun show. Kind of make both happen. Well, you're not going to be able to eat at the gun show, I would imagine. So I would go to the gun show, go to... Go to the Pacific Island Brewery, grab <laughs> some lunch, <laughs> and then run over to Core. That's it. BNS well, we just solved brewery. everybody's trouble. What did I say? Yeah, so Pacific well, no, Island, I, or I, they closed down. Oh, oh, yeah, so it is. Yeah, did I, it, they got bought out. Yeah, BNS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're gone, but 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 that's the tactical uh, gear expo. We will have food and drink. Oh, well, so you, go. you can you go, go to the gun show, uh, collect your your items, and then come on down to see more gear. And get you know your favorite lickies and chewies and so forth right. and 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 uh, mingle around. So it'll so, be great. So put your sales hat on for a second, because I yeah. love I love the tactical belts that I got from you. But do you have just everyday belts? Absolutely. Well, absolutely. We have. Uh, I mean, it. We have the belt that you can wear every single day, even if you don't carry which is fantastic. Uh, and I'll give you a, a prime example. Right now I'm wearing my favorite belt. It's the X6 gunmetal buckle with the Buffalo Brown leather belt. Uh, and I I didn't at first was like, man, that looks funky. And now that I wear it's my favorite belt. I wear it all the time, whether I'm carrying or not. Uh, we have everything in between too, okay. from your fashionable looking ones to suit, and you know, business attire to your your tactical to right. nylon belts and so I'm forth. But def- yeah, it's, uh, it's def- a great system. I'm definitely going to come by and see it. Absolutely. Now, is he staying yep. or is he going? Nope, that's it. You're Just... it, bud. I'll definitely All right. come. Hey, thank you for having thank me you, on. Jerry. Hey, we'll come see you. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. No, you got to say the answer. Got to say the answer. Say the answer. Oh, the answer. You're not a gun shop owner, are you? Okay, I'm just making sure. Put take, it on the spot, you can Dave. Take wow. him to. Well, you said in the last break that you're going to do the next answer. Sorry. I, I didn't quite understand that. I know. Keep shady red. And then you just got to drag that thing a little bit closer to you, and you are golden. Are okay, we, is that better? That's way better. Okay. Hey, if you own a gun in California, you should have an attorney that specializes in California gun laws on your speed dial. Because if you ever have legal matters that involve firearms, you need California's firearm lawyer, John Dillon especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Our trusted firearms attorney is John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Put his number on your phone right now, 760-642-7150. That's John Dillon, 760-642-7150. Yours. All right, so we've got Stephanie. Stephanie here from the infamous IB Guns. We talked quite a bit about her shop and her situation down in IB and trying to get her, her newest venture uh, permitted within within the region. And uh, we're here to kind of give an update and to talk about all the new things that are happening with her and her shop. Yeah, throw your background out there for people yep. that maybe they don't know who you are. Well, how'd you get into guns? Why IB? Okay. Why, why did you leave? 
Well, <laughs> well let's see. That's a whole story. How long do we have? Got two, an hour and a half, so we're good. Okay. I'm a, a mother. I'm a wife. My husband is military, so that's why we've been in IB for so long. Uh, it's a great place to live. We love it here. We met here. Or there, I guess. We're yeah. not in IB right now. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> firearms became a part of my life in 2012. Sleeping one night, we heard somebody banging on the door. So we went ahead and, or actually they were banging on the window. Mm. Yeah, that's what it was. They were banging on the window. A couple of kids looking for a party. Wrong house. Uh. But he's getting ready to go out to deployment. So, okay, guess what? I get to learn how to use a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, because if you're leaving, I ain't dealing with this. Exactly. Yeah. And you chose a shotgun. I did. It's still my favorite to this day. Yeah, yeah, no. I, you find People that you talk to, you find more and more are will favor a shotgun mm-hmm. for home protection over a revolver or a, uh, you know, a, a, like a Glock. Mm-hmm. It's just it's easier to use for right. most people. And usually that... It's it's, kind of it'll a scare people away. Yeah, it's a exactly. Deterrent. So, um, over the next two years, we would go out to different gun stores, and I wanted to learn more. So mm-hmm. I'd ask questions, mm-hmm. and I'd want to see firearms. They'd hand it to him. Mm-hmm. So, okay. What are you handing it to him for? <laughs> I'm the one asking to see it here. And you're the one asking. Mm-hmm. So two years later, we decided, okay, I don't want another woman to go through this. We're opening a gun store. And your husband said, excuse me? <laughs> well, you know. Or was that kind of his he, idea? He was, no, it wasn't his idea. He asked me, well, what do I want to do? I had sold real estate and done surveys for insurance companies over the years. So, you know, things that could move with us as we moved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, this one can't quite move with us as mm-hmm. easily. So he was a little surprised, but he was all for it. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, Got access come on. to all the guns. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's that, three on the list? No, I'm only, I'm only kidding. <laughs> One per page. One per page, is that what it is? Yeah, we're about there. Oh, it's horrible. So, you just, and you decided, so we decided IB would be perfect. Uh, IB would be perfect. We've got a lot of military down there, a lot of law enforcement. And you're known. And we're, we're known. Um, so we moved in 20, closed down IB guns, moved out to Colorado. He had orders, still military. While we were out there, though, we decided that we needed to come back and open up this new store called Outdoor Woman and bring everything in from IB Guns with it. Mm-hmm. While we were in Colorado, we discovered that we can't find the things that my daughter and I would need for our outdoor adventures mm-hmm. or even some of our indoor ones. Sure. Pants that fit. Exactly. Tops that fit that will survive out in the wilderness, climbing around in trees and rocks and what have you. I had to buy a snow bib that's about six inches too long and just in the legs Mm -hmm. and about 12 inches too long up in the straps. Right. I still have it. Sure. But why does a woman have to do that? Why can't we find things for us? The same reason why they handed the guns to your husband and not you. It's, it's, it's the culture, but you'll have to admit, I think you will agree as well. That is totally turning around. Oh, absolutely. Because you're starting mm-hmm. to see more and more. Well, look at, uh, uh, Je- Je- uh what's her name? Uh, Vanessa Garlow that owns uh, San Diego uh, gun owners. 
or gun range San Diego. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a woman and she runs that store yep. you know, very mm-hmm. well. Okay, so you decide you're going to come back from Colorado and just go me own, meander in and open up Outdoor Woman. Well, we I, I received <laughs> emails, phone calls from all of our customers over the years, and we still we kept our FFL, moved it with us, so we'd get the orders, mm-hmm. send them out here for transfer, and on on our return, we just decided that okay, you know, this is something that's needed not just in Colorado but right. here as well. Hiking, camping, right. fishing, even day to day, just sure. out and about. Everything, not everything, but a lot of things are made for women. They're not made as sturdy or as well right. as the things are for men. And maybe not even as attractive because you've got to throw a little bit of attractiveness into mm-hmm. women's clothing. I mean, they don't want to look like a man necessarily, you know. Exactly. Why do I need all this meshing here? It's not functional, so... <laughs> And that's what we came up with for our motto, functional, not fragile. Ah. So did you start making your own gear? We did. We did. We've got some uh, bags, some shirts, some blankets. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're working on shoes and boots right now as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So we are. So you came back thinking this was going to be a piece of cake. Just put the (laughs) shingle up and they will come. But you got surprised. Oh, we did. Oh, man. It's like IB had changed overnight. I have to remind myself, we were gone for a few years, but even the speed limit changed while we were gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you still got you still got the Tijuana River, so you're okay. Yeah, well, some things don't change. Yeah. So then what? Well, uh, city council, we didn't appreciate what they were doing. But we understand that it needed to be done. Uh, they had to put together, uh, I guess, their code for firearms retailers, which our business is about 10, 15% firearms. Mm-hmm. So, like they never had that code before? They never had it before. But you were there before. We were there before. And they didn't have a code before. Nope. <laughs> Here she comes. We got to get a code. You think they were doing that to just kind of maybe deter you from opening a store? I Actually, I don't think so. Um, because we were there before. Right. We're a known entity. Yeah, so they knew of you. They knew of us. Actually, our store was Caddy Corner from City Hall. We'll protect you. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. You know, if there were any issues, they could come over, but there never, there never were, were any. Right. So, um, where was I? Oh, goodness. So you were just coming so, back, and they had to we do were, their, they had to do their, their, do, their, their due thing. diligence. So I think a lot of it, thank you. knocks all your teeth out. Um, a lot of it had to do with the um, the marijuana shops coming in and being legalized. Oh. So more things are needing code compliance and whatnot. Right. So I think that's where a lot of it came in. Yeah. And, and so it's not like you were against having a code compliance. I mean, it just needs to be reasonable. just needs yeah. to be reasonable. And mm-hmm. if you need to have that to make you feel comfortable, because they could have just said no. Exactly. That would not have gone over too well. No, of course not. But they did a great job. I mean, in 45 days, less than 45 days, they had everything ironed out. Because the last time we talked, I think they had just, you just attended their meeting. We went down, or a bunch of us went down to help. 
Mm-hmm. And you didn't know the end, what where the end result was, if I'm not mistaken. No, we did. No, we did. did. We mm-hmm. So what was what was unknown was whether she was going to get her uh, ideal location or not. Oh, yes. okay. That's right. Yes. Nobody would lease to you. <laughs> yes. So we got our ideal location, 1144 Palm Avenue in Imperial Beach. Caddy corner to the, to the so, courthouse, right? Nope. We are now across the street from McDonald's. Oh, well, there you go. How bad so, could that be? I you just when you're coming down the street, no matter which way you're coming, you it's, just look up on that north side and you will see our outdoor woman logo up there. Right. So we are coming soon. That is awesome. so. You're not open yet. Not open yet. Okay. We're still working on. Uh, got some sheetrock and some painting to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, just little things. How many square feet? Nine hundred. It's not bad. No, not at all. No. It's a great location. It's a great spot. Decent I mean, parking. So we have parking behind the building, okay. and then we have parking in front of the building on Palm Avenue. Okay, because that's always you know always an it issue, is. you mm-hmm. know, especially in a small town. It is like with what you've got. All right, so you're excited. Oh, very. When's the grand opening? What do you think? We are pushing for the first weekend in November. So wow. that's, that'll come quicker than you think. Oh, it it is. Yeah. And then, <laughs> it is. So are you are you mainly reaching out to suppliers that uh, that make clothing, or are you going to start making your own stuff? We're Have going to be doing both. Yeah. We're going to be doing both. Uh, we've established relationships with some that already do, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's some items that I think I, I can't find another manufacturer or right. somebody else that makes them. So I have a manufacturer that we work with, right. and I do the designing and they, they put it the together. Making. Well, it's funny. I talked to 511 because there was a time when they advertised uh, on our show, mm-hmm. and my guy wasn't into money, so he was into product. So needless to say, my wife would go in when I would pick up a pair of pants or a shirt, and she'd say, well, where's where's the women's department? Oh, it's right over there. What, two shirts and no pants and no shoes, just mm-hmm. a couple of shirts. So, And I've asked him more than once, and for some reason they just haven't, Pulled that trigger. They keep saying they're going to. I they, don't think they know what they want. They have they a want. line of women's they pants. Have, they have. Do they some. finally they do. get the pants? Mm-hmm. They do. I don't know that I necessarily love them, but they do. They don't fit me well. They I've tried. They don't fit well. Or at least on my body, they so do. Yeah, you have mine to, either. You yeah. have to resort to men's. I, I actually prefer the men's um, based on trying both. Right. Um, but I know that you know your experience may vary. You're, so, but yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good to know. So we're She's sticking a, around. We're going to have a party. Yes. Yes. We're Balloon. having a big party. Balloons and all. Lots. All right. Well, hang in here. We're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Girl can can definitely take direction. Hey, if you listen to Gun Owners Radio, you know how I feel about our current government and financial system. So it's no secret I'm a big believer in diversifying your money. 
the precious metals with gold and silver. But when it comes to buying precious metals, you need the right company in your corner. That's why we've partnered with the top-rated precious metal company, Gold Co. Because reputation matters. Gold Co. is a six-time Inc. 5000 winner. 2022, in 2022, Company of the Year, and they've helped people like you and me place over $2 billion in gold and silver. And right now, they're offering gun owners, radio supporters, up to 10000 in bonus silver while opening a qualified IRA account. That This is your opportunity to protect yourself from out-of-control, corrupt government. Don't pass it up. Grab your phone today. Give Gold Co. a call. Take action today again. So you don't regret it tomorrow. That's Gold Co. at 855-612-6354. That's 855-612-6354. Tell them you heard it right here on Gun Owners Radio. All right. We got Stephanie still in the house. Gilrath from Imperial Beach. That's right. The outdoor one. I actually said we would like to spend a few minutes kind of talking to you about your approach to the firearm aspect of your business. Now, obviously, you're calling your shop the outdoor woman, right? Yes. So we're we're uh, you know we're kind of speaking to kind of catering to a, a certain portion of the populace, mm-hmm. mainly women, right? Yes, correct. So how is the experience going to be different at your shop? You, uh, you know, you've been, you've sold firearms for a number of years before. You know the business already. I'm just kind of curious to hear your approach on what. Well, you're I got do. I got it figured out that what you probably are going to do when you walk in the door. And, a, and a, uh, a woman asks you a question, you're going to hand the gun to her husband. <laughs> <laughs> Who says husbands are allowed oh, <laughs> through now, that door? Now we're talking a real gun store. <laughs> There's going to be benches sitting outside, so you'll yeah. see all the men lined up waiting. Well, back in the old day, I mean, a woman walked into a gun store, it was like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> Times are changing, I'm telling you. So what's going to be your concept? What, what's the store concept? So... When we were Imperial Beach Guns, we did everything by appointment, and that's what we're going to do again for firearms. Not every woman is comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. We have a training room Mm -hmm. at our new place, so yay. Nice. And we have an area where we'll take care of all the transfers. Um, Anyone that wants to talk about firearms, they can come in there. But that's where everything is going to happen. It's not going to be in the main shop. Oh, so it's not going to be out in the the open. Mm -mm. No. I think that's smart. I mean, you've got, what, one out of four women that's just afraid of firearms mm-hmm. because all they've ever heard of is bad things. Bad, bad, bad. So why are we going to make them uncomfortable? If they want to come in and learn, we'll have the opportunity for them with training classes. They can just come in and ask questions even. Right. And if they're in a, a private area, they'll be more mm-hmm. apt to ask questions than to do it in an open session where they're going to possibly feel embarrassed. Because, you know, everybody always says, you know, I don't want to ask that question. Well, there's no there's no dumb questions. Well, let me tell you, I, I can think of two gun shops right off the top of my oh, head. Uh, I would ask questions, and they would look at me like I was from Mars. I totally agree with it's, you. And one of them is in El Cajon, and it's gone. And there's a reason. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. No, I, I, to- I totally get it. I mean, you can't. You know, that's one thing I like about where she works over at Discount Gun Mart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a totally different atmosphere. I mean, you could you just go in and you feel comfortable. You know. So one, we have two different two things that we're doing a little bit different than the typical gun store. Mm-hmm. One is when you're filling out paperwork 
to buy a gun, that 4473, you've mm-hmm. got to put all your personal information on there. Right. Mm-hmm. Why do you want someone standing behind you or mm-hmm. next to you looking over your shoulder and, oh, look, there's your social security number. Yeah. There's your address. Yeah, they live mm-hmm. right up the street from me. <clears throat> so that's one of the reasons that we're keeping everything so private. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. So the other thing is, we're not keeping things in stock because we don't believe that you are buying a new gun that 20 other people should, is go, are going to handle. So you can come in if you don't know what you want. We can sit there. We can talk about it. We can go through pictures. We can talk about fit. We can talk about grip. You can go out to all these other gun stores that are around, touch them, feel them, hold them, just like everybody else. Shoot them. Shoot them even. Test it. Yeah. Yep. But when you want a brand new one, mm-hmm. you come to us, you let us know. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get one that was held and touched by the manufacturer, put in the case, sent to us. And sold to you. And we open the case, verify the serial number, and then it's yours. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. See, a lot of people don't realize when you go to a, a, a store, the gun you buy that you think is brand spanking new may have been shot a few times, right? Well, the manufacturer exactly. is the test fire. Well, that they too. do, yeah, they do. But how many stores, you know, will just, or do they have their own library of guns? They do. They're not. They're not technically allowed to shoot yours. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good to know. No, but all the people that come in before you that are curious about that gun, they're going to hold it. They're yeah. going to touch it. They're going to rack the slide. They're going to drop the magazine. You're drop it on the floor. Maybe <laughs> drop it on the floor. <laughs> so, yeah. how do you know that that gun is brand new, never been dropped? Right, which could cause an issue and so those are the really the two biggest things for us the things that i see that are wrong with purchasing firearms at most gun stores so you're not going to really have heavy inventory Mm -mm. you're not going to have a range in the back room (laughs) i would love to well i'm sure you would and what about a gunsmith no we will not have a gunsmith either so you're so so which is is a positive really when you stop and think about it because the chance of somebody wanting to break in and steal all your guns mm-hmm. are going to have a hard time finding them. Exactly. Because they're not there. Exactly. Interesting. Okay. I mean, they will be there, but, well, but I mean, n- not, it's not going to be this Not at the, the capacity inventory. like that you see over, say, uh, Discount Gun Mart. Correct. Yeah. I was just thinking here, it'd be, and I know it'd be almost impossible, but wouldn't it be interesting if you could make a bunch of different molds that people could put their hand on and see what's comfortable? Oh, they make those. Mm-hmm. Do they really? Oh, they yeah. do. They're not cheap, but they make them. Yes. But I mean, I'm just saying. That's so the downside. You, but then you <laughs> yeah. contact the gun manufacturer, and I said, I need mold nine. See, I even thought about it, and I already got beat out of it. So I'm never going to make any money. <laughs> well, slow on the draw good, there, Dave. Good thinking, though. Good thinking. Well, because, I mean, you know, sales, you know, you want to have the least amount of bumps in the road when you're in sales. Mm-hmm. You know, you want that experience to be positive and upbeat and, you know, trouble-free. Yeah, that's cool. Well, and that's one of the reasons, too, we always recommend that if you want to get your hands on a gun and just feel it, go to, like, Gun Mart. Discount Gun Mart. Discount yeah. Gun Mart. Where, where you're at. You. Yeah. yeah. And then come on back to us and let's, let us know what you thought about this one or that one and what you what else you tried. Right. So, and I'm sure you're going to be price competitive. Very. No big heavy markups. Nope, no big markups. Because you don't uh, have a, you don't have a massive overhead, other than the lease of the building and mm-hmm. you know. So, 
when we were here before, we were able to usually, not always, but usually beat our competitors and we're going to be working on doing that again. Right. Which I think, I think is, is, is smart because let's face it, there's still people out there, they're shopping price and they need to shop service. The most expensive part of owning firearms, it's not the gun itself. No, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. It's usually feeding it. Right. So, or if you have a rifle, sometimes it's it's the glass Dressing you put it. on it. Yeah. <laughs> Dressing it up. Well, we already know about that because Alicia was nice enough to help my wife's cousin got a Smith and Wesson fifty cal five hundred five hundred. Oh, and awesome. never mm-hmm. wanted to shoot it. Just wanted to have it engraved and hang it on the freaking wall. I said, "You are not getting this gun." Unless you take it to I made him shoot it and shoot it. <laughs> God. He did well. Yeah, for, he did well. For not ever shooting before. Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. It yeah, was you, awesome. You should see this cannon. Uh, I'm sure she's the Which, the seven 11. and a quarter. Oh, the 11. 11. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then he had the whole thing engraved. Oh. And I just love messing with him. Mm-hmm. I says, well, where's the mother of pearl, you know, Griff? <laughs> Oh yeah, I never thought of that. Dude, oh. he's got so much money. He's gonna in this stop gun. letting you out. Stop letting you in the door. He has got so much money in this gun when he gets done with it. <laughs> that I was, was I telling him the other day? I said, you know, you gotta get a red dot. A red dot? What's a red dot? I'll have this thing looking like a '55 Chevy by the time we get done with it. <laughs> but yeah, well, and you know, it's that personalization. You know, people come into your store and they know they can get straight answers. Mm-hmm. And they know that if you don't know, you're going to find out. Exactly. Not everybody knows everything. No, so no. come on in, ask the question. If we don't know, well, guess what? We're, we'll find out. And you'll have a lot of business in IB with all the military. We're hoping so. Yeah. Well, you did fine before. We did. We did well. Um, but we were gone for a couple of years. Yeah, and but so you can do that. We're back campaign oh ab- absolutely and uh, we're reaching out to all of our old customers sure saying hey I, guess what we're back come see us again and you can schedule online just like you did before gotta buy a hummer and have it wrapped with your you know outdoor <laughs> woman and you know write it off and be out there driving around everybody know who you are exactly so i'm curious with all of the products the ones that you're manufacturing mm-hmm. designing and making yourself and then as well as ones that you are uh, you're having other vendors come in and supply is there like do you have like a top five list of products that you're looking forward to offering so, or even just one maybe one main okay. one i'm curious my personal favorite and i've told this to I, I can't tell you how many people even my husband brags about it there is a portable hot water heater it's hot water on demand you can mm-hmm. take with you camping you can plug it into your vehicle mm-hmm. or you can use solar with it so you can have a nice hot shower you mm-hmm. can wash your dishes, dishes yeah. i mean it's just it's the small right three four pound thing i love it so are you gonna throw maybe some camping items oh in yeah the oh store? yeah we're all the outdoor camping, things hiking okay. um surfing mattresses air mattress yeah all of it yeah my idea of roughing it is for getting the remote control to the tv <laughs> in the 45 foot motorhome that's having somebody else drive yes. we're gonna take a quick break this is gun owners radio fm 961 am 
folks. Welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right. Have you ever wanted to get a pilot's license? Well, here in San Diego, pilots can fly almost every day from which San Diego, from San Diego's best place to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly with San Diego Flight Training International. Check out the deals just for gun owners and radio listeners. One hour of gun, gun ground school. God, see, I'm already on guns. One hour of <laughs> flight with the instructor. Yep, you get to fly. Normally $400, but for listeners, it's $350. Getting started is easy. Give them a call at 858-569-1822. That's 858-569-1822. All right. Hey, I think we got Jim Miller on the line. We yes. should. Hey, Jim, how are you doing, buddy? Doing very well. It's a nice Sunday afternoon. Yeah, beautiful out, isn't it? Yep. All right. So what are we going to talk so, about? So, Jim, I have a little bird that's told us that you're going to share with us a little bit about the Tara Lawson Rumors Gun Violence Reduction Summit. So I, I read some articles, and I'd like to hear it from you, though, with your, with your, uh, your legal knowledge there and kind of your spin and your perspective on it. I would love to hear a little bit about it. For those that don't know, please share first what it is, and then we'll kind of get into the weeds of, of all the rest. Of course. So uh, Supervisor Tara Lawson-Reamer held a gun violence reduction summit. That's the exact title that you just mentioned. Uh, took over the council chambers for the county board of supervisors and then brought in all of these anti-Second Amendment folks, basically, to espouse how guns are bad and, and laws that prevent law-abiding citizens from having guns are good. That That's the overall tone to it and how California is, you know, passing all these common sense laws. And of course it's, it's the, it's the activist judges and the six on the Supreme court and quote unquote one locally, we all know who that is. Judge Benitez is taking matters into their own hands to, you know, basically vilify kit or vilify, um, uh, their efforts and to, you know, they hate kids. Basically, if you don't, if you like guns, you hate kids. That was kind of a, a an overriding theme. So, mm-hmm. but it took two full hours. They had four panels. They had video messages from such luminaries such as uh, Sarah Jacobs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing like having a a million multimillionaire trust fund baby tell you that you can't have your guns. Mm-hmm. That's that was awesome, amongst others. So, but. The special uh, keynote address that came in, and he showed up in person live. Uh, Attorney General Little Bobby Bonta showed up. Wow! I very much enjoyed uh, shaking his hand and looking him in the eye, and letting him know that I was the Jim Miller in the Miller versus Bonta lawsuit. <laughs> his face, his face and body language dropped dramatically when when he kind of put the two and two together. It was awesome. That was awesome. I loved doing that. What a mo- did you know he was going to be there before you went? He was listed on the speaking, but these types of things, Bonta doesn't show up to these, Mm. generally speaking, unless he does it by, like how Sarah Jacobs did it, some sort of a video pre-recorded call or maybe Zoom. Mm. But but for him to be there in person and live, which I had a 50-50 kind of feeling on that, um, and he showed. I mean, to his credit, he showed, right? He didn't know whether he was walking into... 100 San Diego County gun owners members or what 
actually happened, which is about five San Diego County gun owners members, at least that I recognized in, and 100 Moms Demand Action in San Diegans for gun violence prevention, you know, their orange and red shirts, which was the vast majority of folks sitting there. So did they, so, you know, obviously we, we know what their aim is. We know, we know the spirit of what they're looking to do. I'm curious, did they actually discuss any true real, real core issues or was it just more, more just, just speaking of, just kind of spouting so, let, let, yeah, let's unpack that, right? They yeah. had four panels, but there was no public comment. There was no back and forth. It was each panel would have three or four speakers. They would each get four or five minutes, no rebuttal, no comment, and then they swapped out. First panel, suicide prevention. Prevention. So they had uh, Dr. Bergman from the county of San Diego, uh, behavioral health, they had uh, Dr. Heidi Kraft, who is a psychologist or psychiatrist from Psych Armor Institute. Um, they had Dr. Wafla Yuan, Y-U-A-N, who's Senior County Psychiatric Hospital, and I guess he does some stuff with the VA. And they're talking about suicide. If there was any panel that had any sort of benefit to discussion at all, which was would be probably the suicide panel. But... It's interesting how they spin the suicide topic. So as an example, they say that 50 per, 52% of all gun deaths are suicides. Well, those are things that you, me, and, and most of us in the gun world, we understand that. The majority of, of gun deaths are by suicide. Now, the quote-unquote anti-gun folks, though, in their panel, spun it differently than you and I would probably think about it. They spun it that, well, if only these people didn't have access to a gun, they wouldn't have committed suicide. Okay. So no fact pattern to that. No, no potential evidence of that. Very strong speculation in order to spin their narrative, right? Um, they said that people who commit suicide efforts by firearm are 90% successful. Well, that honestly is a statistic. I will, I will probably agree with that statistic because firearm, if you're going to shoot yourself with it, that's going to probably happen. Whereas they said that the next most likely or used uh, suicide action, which would be an overdose or poisoning, it had less than a 2% success rate. Now, they didn't mm-hmm. cite any numbers, right? There was no, there was no uh, efficacy to what they were saying. But assuming that those are all correct, it still doesn't mean that guns are bad and that, as an example, they were counting gun storage in that particular line of thought. Well, does gun storage, when, when you unpack that concept, no pun intended, does that really prevent suicide? If the firearm is in a locked case that you have the lock to or the combination thereof, how does that prevent your access to the firearm? It doesn't. Right. There's no there's no statistic that they brought out, which was, you know, if, if I'm there raising my hand and get the chance to ask these questions, I would ask, what is the statistic of the suicide individual or suicidal individual who has access to a firearm that's not locked, that is not theirs? Now, mm-hmm. that's the statistic that I want to know about to see if what you are now telling me has any relevance to a storage law or not. 
Um, and of course, that's not anywhere near uh, how they present it. So that's panel number one. You go into panel number two, this is the community-driven peace work. And we had San Diego County President, uh, Council President Pro Tem, Monica Montgomery Stepp, who is unfortunately leading the race right now to become a county supervisor, which would tilt the County Board of Supervisors 3-2 into an anti-gun situation. So hopefully that does not happen, but that is statistically where we're at. And uh, Bishop Cornelius Bowser up on the the dais there talking to us. That particular conversation was more hugs and kisses, puppies and kittens, uh, espousing things about gun violence and how they have to get rid of it. No real hard data one way or the other, to be honest with you. Um, the concept of uh, 75% of youth shootings are gang-related, okay, that makes a lot of sense when you look at it uh, nationwide. Then we had our video message from Sarah Jacobs. Um, did what I could to keep my lunch down during that particular two-minute speech. Uh, panel number three. Now, here's where... Again, as president of the Cajon Valley Union School District, in my experience, my background for the last seven years, this is where I have an issue. This was protecting children. That was the title of the panel. But yet nobody on the panel had school board experience, had school safety experience, had law enforcement experience, had military experience. None of that, right? You know, you want to know who was speaking on this? The uh, lady... Therese Heimer from the San Diegans for Gun Violence Prevention. <laughs> okay. Not, not person qualified to talk on that topic at all. Mm-hmm. The End Family Fire, which is a new colloquialism subgroup of the Brady Group, or Brady United, uh, Colleen Creighton spoke on it. April Lassiter, uh, a gal from Open Heart Leaders, very interesting. She said that she'd never seen somebody with an AR-15 go to hunt deer so why do you need one? If, Does she have it all? Well, no, if, that's my point. If yeah. you had a vision of, 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 of young Miss Lassiter and her, and her purple hair, not that there aren't people that hunt that don't have purple hair, and just her, her colloquialisms and how she presented herself, it was, no, I don't think you hunt very often, to be quite frank with you. And we, of course, didn't fight a revolution against uh, white-tailed deer um, in need of military-grade, quote-unquote, that obviously comes up quite a bit in this group, military-grade firearms. And then California State Senator Catherine Blakespear. Now, she was the former mayor of Encinitas, right? And I got to tell you guys something. Blakespear, her talents are way beyond Sacramento. She lies so convincingly, she really needs to be in Washington. Mm. Um, Her, all about the children, this concept, the, you know, the stat that keeps getting thrown out there, and then Bobby Bonta threw this out later, you know, more children die by firearms. It's the number one killer of children in America. Now, that's not true because for that statistic to be true, and I think those of us in the room know this, that's been debunked. They, they take out zero to one, and they add 18 to 19-year-olds. So... Are we, are we going into a break here, guys? Yeah. We are, we are okay. going into a break. And well, I'll come back about that if you give me an extra minute. But uh, 
Yeah, that we, was a very interesting thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah I, please join us, Jim. We'll wrap up in the next segment. Right here on Bye. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks. This Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. The fight for the Second Amendment is also happening in Orange County and Inland Empire. Orange County gun owners and Inland Empire gun owners lead the fight on the city and county level to defend and protect your self-defense rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join. Or if you're in Orange County, that's ocgunowners.com slash join. And join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment right. That's iegunowners.com or ocgunowners.com. All right. Hey, you want to talk about the winners? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. So we got some winners. So we got our subscribe and win, our weekly little uh, event that we have every week. You subscribe to our email list and you have an opportunity to win some swag. So our winner this week, Diana Sardina. Excellent. Diana. So Diana, go ahead and email us. Email us at prizes at gunownersradio.com to claim your T-shirt or hat. Absolutely. Hey, we got Gary Gibson back in but, the house. But, but, hold on. But, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, we still have more. Jim. We have Jim in the wings. Oh, we I'm bring sorry. Jim back. Jim's back. Oh, my goodness. All right, Jim. So continue where you were. Well, first, Dave, if you forget about me again, I'm going to have to drive <laughs> one of your cars. Okay. okay. Take, Just keep that in mind. Whichever one you want is fine with me. There we go. Um, just And I'll wrap up, guys. So. Long story short, coming back to State Senator Blake Spear and the stat that continuously was thrown out there about children, uh, number one death of children now being firearms versus anything else. Again, they skew that stat. Mm -hmm. They take away zero to one age group, right? So newborns to one years old. And Mm -hmm. why do they do that? Because SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, is the number one cause of death amongst infants. Mm -hmm. Then they add the 18 to 19-year-old category as, quote-unquote, children. But they don't tell anybody that they're adding adults Mm -hmm. into the children category. Now, why do they do that? Go back to the previous panel Mm -hmm. where they say 75% of deaths by homicides of kids are gang-related. Well, they capture that extra the 17, 18, 19-year-old gang member now in that statistic. Mm -hmm. So if you listen carefully, 
And of course, if you just open your phone and Google it, <laughs> you you can find out what the real statistic is. But of course, you know the the people in the audience are just sitting there eating all this stuff up as if it was actual gospel. The last oh, and Blake Spear also went on to say that in California now more more people die from gun deaths than they do from automobile accidents. That's completely wrong. Even the CDC numbers on that, she's off by a thousand people of all of all bases for firearms. So in 2022, the number, and again, it was easy to look up, the number of people that died due to car deaths was 4,407. So 4,407 people died in a car accident in 2022. Firearms related of any type, inclusive of suicide, 3570. So, I mean, they just lie to their audience. They lie to their base, and their base just eats it up. Mm-hmm. The last panel, though, scoot, scooting off to the last one, plus Bata, holding the firearms industry accountable. Now, this was uh, San Diego Council Member Marty Von Wilpert, who was a San Diego or is a San Diego's deputy city attorney, talking about how ghost guns, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's October, it's Halloween. We've got to talk about ghost guns, mm-hmm. don't we? Um, just the lack of understanding their feeling that an 80% lower or a slide on its own is a gun and should be serialized and as such is a danger to the community. Just, and again, their base just eats it up like, oh no, uh, an unserialized lower. Mm-hmm. Do you think that 95% of the people sitting in that audience understand what, what, it, what an 80% lower is? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. No. them. I mean, to them, it, it, it shoots out 50 caliber rounds at 5,000 rounds per minute. Mm. You know, it's just, it's just unbelievable. Um, of course, our favorite, the city attorney, Mara Elliott's up there on, uh, on the stage talking about her, her red flag laws and, you know, the un- unconstitutionality of, of, or, pardon me, trying to say that her red flag laws are constitutional, which we certainly believe are not. Mm. But just, and Chris Ward, who's never been a friend of the firearm side, just talking, to be frank, just again, they're, they're politicizing, they're mm-hmm. pandering. Mm-hmm. Nothing that they said, when you really break it down on a statistic or a reality base or how functionality of firearms or the Second Amendment works, none of it's true. Zero. But they're playing to their audience. And then finally, uh, Bobby Bonta walks up there. And of course, um, take a moment of silence for Diane Feinstein, who died that day and of course was a big you know she got the assault weapons ban passed and you know everybody's of course you know a little tear shedding well maybe not me but everybody people are shedding tears over it then he goes into this story about how he didn't he got the text that no parent wants to get about his kid was on lockdown um for school's possible shooting and then later they got the text that everything was all clear all right well what does that how does that relate to the second amendment into the firearms laws. He talks specifically about SB2, the, the new, what he called constitutionally workaround of Bruin. That's how he did, described SB2, uh-huh. which no other state that's built this law in so far has had a federal court find it to be constitutional. So I'm betting it's not going to happen here either. Right. So he goes into SB2 a little bit, and Tara Lawson-Reamer comes up and says, isn't it horrible? I can't think of a single bank teller that would ever want somebody with a gun in their bank. And I'm sitting there to myself, Tara, you just said earlier about how you were a lawyer and economist and how this is important to you. And I'm in the back of my head going, when was the last time you were in court as a lawyer, Tara? Because for me, it was that morning in two different courthouses. But so you don't really don't know what you're talking about there. But then when were you a bank teller, Tara? 
uh, supervisor, when were you a bank? Because I was a bank teller. I worked for three years going through law school in, in a bank. I'll tell you right now, when somebody pulls out a gun and puts it in the face of the teller, that never happened to me. I'm pretty sure that that teller would want another properly trained armed individual holding the CCW mm-hmm. there for them. Mm-hmm. So some of these statements, because they didn't allow any manner of public comment, when they go unchallenged, it just sounds good. Um, I, was, I would really have appreciated the media and everybody covered this, all the station. I mean, it was just a bank of cameras. I would really have appreciated the media holding a little kind of uh, chalk talk, so to speak, out in the hallway when it was all said and done with all of the panelists and then see if anybody else had something to say because, well, that would have been a perfect opportunity for me to at least ask the question or two of the panelists that would have at least put them on their heels on how to have to answer. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But look. They, they didn't want that to come, happen. They don't want that oh, to no, happen. Oh, no, but the no, thing of it of is, not. on the on the bright side, you know, if they think they can get all the once it goes to court and gets appealed and, and gets up to where it needs to be, then all of this will be for naught. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah, but in the meantime, right? In the meantime, Dave, we're stuck. Yeah, true. We're stuck with a generally a six year period. How long has it taken for Duncan to get back out? Yeah. Right? And we just got the Duncan ruling. How long has it taken for my case to get out? When Duncan came out, I thought for sure that that uh, Judge Benitez would would have a new a new ruling on the Miller case. Mm-hmm. So I, I I expect that any time now. I mean, literally any day uh, we expect uh, Benitez to have the new ruling on on my case as well. But you know, there's still this long process. In the meantime, these stays go into place. There's no reason based upon Duncan that we shouldn't have normal capacity magazines mm-hmm. today, except for. You know, inclusive of those of us that got them during Freedom Week in March of 2019 now. Um, but there's no reason why the Miller case needs to be stayed. We should be able to take all the nonsense, fin grips and whatnot, off of our ARs and other platforms now. Let the state who's lost, let them chase us. There's no reason for these stays, in my opinion, to be put in place yeah. and, now that we've won. And they're still not taking guns away from the criminals. That's the bottom line. That's, right the, there. Bottom that's line. the bottom line. And that's what I would do if I was ever in a situation. I would just look them dead in the eye and say, fine, but how are you going to take guns away from the criminals and not go away no. until they answer it? But then they yeah, lie. They can't, they can't answer that, Dave. They cannot answer it. Ugh. It's very nice talking to you, Jim. <laughs> Thank well, you, guys. I appreciate being on, so, as always. If you ever need me, you know how to get me. We sure do, buddy. Thank you very much. Be safe, and we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you, Jim. All right. Take care now. All Go. right. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Okay. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that's bigger and stronger? Nope. Well, that's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. The Women Led by Women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It is totally free. So, to sign up, go to notmesd.org, notmesd.org. 
Org. All right, we have a special guest in the house. He kind of got kicked out of his one segment, but he decided to stay. Gary Gibson. Going to talk a little bit about high capacity mag ban. You got to do the air quotes when you say that. Say what? You do the air quotes when you say that. Oh, yeah, air quotes. And before the H and after the Y in high capacity. How you doing, Gary? I am doing great. Thanks for having me back. I understand you had a pretty exciting week. Well, it's been a, a big legal week for with regard to gun owners with SB2 and standard capacity magazines. Wow. Yeah, standard capacity. There you go. Well, you, you understand why I'm saying that, right? Sure, I but do. I am a big proponent of they control the language through mm-hmm. focus groups and poll testing. And they do it with high-capacity magazines, yeah. they do it with assault rifles, and right. they do it with gun violence. They do and it so, everywhere on everything that they want on their side. They twist the language around, you know, like the border is not open. Yet everybody looks at it and says, well, it's the semantics. It's the way the words they use. Anyway. Well, Mallorca says the border's not open. <laughs> well, that's I, true too. I shouldn't believe him. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Everybody should. So... So how was you, so how did the week go? Tell this, us about this it. was a really interesting week. I've got to do a little background for you so we go through the process again. Mm-hmm. Remember, this Duncan case is Duncan 2. It's not Duncan 1. Right. Duncan 1's already been through this case. And this is the way that things Can you give a little recap on Duncan for people that right. may not be aware of it? Okay. So here's what happened. Judge Benitez, a district court judge, uh, decides Duncan 1 back in 2019. And he says the California standard, I'll use their language, their high-capacity magazine ban Mm -hmm. is unconstitutional. And he doesn't grant a stay of his opinion. That's where we got Freedom Week Mm -hmm. from in 2019. Mm -hmm. And then in normal course of business, it goes to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal. And the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal assigns three judges to hear whether Judge Benitez's ruling was supported or unsupported Mm -hmm. they will affirm it or they will reverse it and then when the ruling is doesn't go the way that the ninth circuit wants when the panel supported judge benitez they said no no we can't do that uh we're going to do what's called on bunk which means that instead of three judges hearing this we're going to have 11 judges from our panel hear this and the ninth circuit's got 26 7 8 something like that Mm -hmm. high 20s number of judges so an 11-judge panel will hear it on bank. And what they're doing on bank is they're reviewing the three-judge panel's decision. And so what happened in Duncan 1? On bank reversed the three-judge panel and reversed Judge Benitez. Mm-hmm. That was taken up to the Supreme Court, but they held on to it at the Supreme Court because they were deciding Bruin. And then when they decided Bruin, they kicked Duncan back to the Ninth Circuit and said, you guys redecide this consistent with our new opinion in Bruin because we've changed the tests mm-hmm. for how you assess firearms regulations. What would have made sense at that point is that the Ninth Circuit on bunk would have just redone, mm-hmm. done a done o- do-over, or else even send it to the three-judge panel. But they sent it back to Judge Benitez. And even Judge Benitez says, I don't know why you sent this back to me. I don't need it. I already decided that this was unconstitutional and under an easier test. Mm-hmm. You And so why am I getting this for harder? Judge Benitez comes out with his opinion on the 22nd of September of this year. And he grants a 10-day stay. The Ninth Circuit at that point, and 
again, I, I'm going deep into the weeds on what I'm reading. Uh, Ninth Circuit was not happy with the motions panel. What's the motions panel? The motions panel is the panel that would have determined whether Judge Benitez's stay would have been longer than 10 days because he did grant a stay in this mm -hmm. case at Bonta's request for 10 days. Okay, you're going to keep this stay in place. The motions panel, from what I understand, had two Trump-appointed judges on it. They were not confident at the Ninth Circuit that the stay wasn't going to be vacated and it was going to be open the floodgates. Mm -hmm. And how would they ever in the future, if they put the genie back in the bottle, mm -hmm. how were they ever going to figure out if somebody got their magazine mm -hmm. a week from today mm -hmm. or after the right. genie went back in the bottle? And so they said, all right, we can't do this. So what are we going to do? We're going to skip the three-judge panel again. And we're going to take it on bunk. We're not even going to go to that panel because we know how they're going to rule. We know how Benitez has ruled, so they skipped the three-judge panel. And not only did they skip the three-judge panel, they skipped the motions panel. Can they do that? Under their rules, they can. But they've never done it before. As was pointed out by Judge Bumate, who is a judge on the Ninth Circuit that was a former federal prosecutor in San Diego for six years who said, we've never done this before. Why are we skipping the motions panel? They should decide to stay in this case. I get, and you're allowed to take this case on bunk, but why are you doing all these behind-the-scenes maneuvers to make this work? Why, what are we doing here? And the on bunk panel granted a, another continuance, but only for eight days. So the, the first day should have been up on the 2nd of October, they granted and extended that until the 10th of October. Mm -hmm. And then they've took, taken briefings, and they're going to decide it by the 10th of October. But not the motions panel, not the three-judge panel, the en banc panel from Duncan One that reversed Judge Benitez and the favorable three-judge panel. And something that I really haven't seen before is Judge Van Dyke wrote a five-page dissenting opinion for that one-week continuance, mm -hmm. and he lit these guys up. There's supposed to be collegiality, and they've used that collegiality in the Ninth Circuit in order to hide what they're doing, their absolute hatred of the Second Amendment. In fact, uh, in a different case, Judge Van Dyke said, this circuit is 50 and 0 against the Second Amendment, which was a great line in the McDougal case. You remember that case where they closed gun stores mm -hmm. and said they weren't essential during right. the pandemic. Jesus, I saw people fighting over toilet paper. If yeah. anything was essential <laughs> during the pandemic, store. it was a gun store. And so he wrote an opinion in that McDougal case where he said, you, you violated the law, County Adventurer, and guess what? Not only am I going to write the majority opinion, I'm going to write a concurring opinion. It means an agreement with my opinion. Here's why I'm going to put in my concurring opinion. I'm going to put in there to agree with all these people on the en banc panel that are going to reverse my decision. Here's your opinion for you. And this goes to show you how you can manipulate the law by saying anything, because I've written two opinions, mm -hmm. one that says you can and one that says you can't. So I've written yours for you. You're welcome. That's actually in. You're kidding. No, that's in the opinion. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. So he lit these guys up. And let me leave you with this quote. The story of the Second Amendment in this circuit has been a consistent tale of our court versus the Supreme Court and the Constitution. That tale continues today and will continue as long as a number of my colleagues retain the discretion to twist the law and procedure to reach their desired conclusion. As uncomfortable as it is to keep pointing that out, it's important the public keeps being reminded of it. Whoa. Dude, that's as, 
That is as confrontational as you you get. get. But he believes that the collegiality is being used to silence people when the overwhelming group of people at the Ninth Circuit are manipulating the law. So what are the Ninth Circuit? They all fired up again? Oh, they are all fired up again. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting on banc panel. So where is it going to go? So they're going to do on the tenth. They're going to make their decision. They're going to make the decision on the stay. And now we're off to the races with the appeal. There's a silver lining here. We're not going to the three judge panel, which means that time is going to be is not existing. So right. the year that it would have taken year and a half to do that won't mm-hmm. won't happen anymore. So it means that we're likely to get to Supreme Court a year earlier when this on bank panel makes it 51-0 against the Second right. Amendment. Right. Because uh, unless they come to a rapid change in their own personal belief system and postures, they will use the law which you in know, order to restrict the Second Amendment. Which you know they're not going to change. Of course not. They're, they're in too deep. Well, Judge Van Dyke and Judge Bumate are on the panel. <laughs> so it, it's gonna, there's going to be a vigorous dissent. Uh, from the panel, and I don't know if that'll change their opinion. The fact that the machinations behind the scenes stuff they're doing is is being exposed. Wow. And in fact, in this five page dissent that he wrote, now I'd encourage everybody if you want to read this stuff, go on Calguns. Calguns has a Second Amendment litigation section. All of this stuff is online right. and up on the Calguns Calguns blog, Calguns website. Yeah. Uh, he exposed how this there shouldn't have even been a non bank panel in Duncan One because they manipulated their own rules to make it happen. They got to it too late. And then they behind the scenes manipulated the appointment of the on banc panel. And that three cases shouldn't have been heard on bank. And they only decided to hear the Duncan case on banc. And they let two other cases go, including one of them being a death penalty case. And as Judge Van Dyke says, priorities. Well, who's overseeing these people? Well, I mean, the only people theoretically overseeing them is the Supreme Court. it, once the stay goes against us, and I think they will put the stay in place until the en banc panel finishes, that'll add another year to this, maybe a year and a half before we get back to Supreme Court, maybe, mm-hmm. with this. The losers on the stay can take what's called an interlocutory appeal, or they can appeal to the Supreme Court. And they can go through, actually, they can run through individual judges. I think it goes to Justice Kagan first. They could go to Justice Thomas second and mm-hmm. ask him to uh, take it to the full court. Wow. So it's uh, really this fascinating the way this has happened. I got to tell you as a lawyer, but also it, it distresses me as a lawyer because my entire career has been predicated upon the equal application of law and that people everybody. leave their personal choices and personal wants behind. They haven't understood yet that they've lost and they've lost big. And the Second Amendment is something that they don't believe it is, but they're stuck with it. And they need to get on board with that. Right. Well, it was like, you know, as unfortunate it is for a person to pass away when Feinstein passed away. But that's not going to affect our votes on the future stuff in the Senate. But isn't mm-hmm. that amazing? They actually came out and said it because of the death of uh, Milk and and the, the other gentleman. That's changed her whole attitude about gun ownership. Right. Well, one, one personal event. That mm-hmm. is not supposed to be that way. Law supposed to be law. But it isn't. You know, he's the happiest lawyer I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, this guy really likes <laughs> Always has does. a smile. Yeah, yeah but it's it's like a mystery novel. Right? Law is, law is always a mystery. Isn't it, though? It's like, uh, you know, you don't want to see laws and sausage being made. I think <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. 
This is Gun Owners Radio FM. 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, a lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money on marketing. The design is excellent, the photos are beautiful, and your website looks great. But it's just not getting customers. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customer to understand what you do and how to buy from you. Stop wasting money today. Schedule a call. Getting started is easy. Visit SageTree.com. Dot com and click on the schedule an appointment button at sagetree.com and click on that schedule an appointment button right now. All right. We're back with yes. our special guest. So Gary, I'm hoping. So the, 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 this whole, you know, the, 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 the case with the mags and the standard capacity that we're hopeful. Standard capacity. Thank you. Well, no, I'm no, I, I, I'm not hopeful. Uh, I think the Ninth Circuit long will term, revert well, true to form. I long think long that, term, though. I think they're going to extend the stay. Right. I think they're going to overrule Judge Benitez, and I think the Supreme Court at some point, hopefully it's still the same Supreme Court, right. steps in. Yeah. But they're pushing it down the road, hoping that the Supreme Court will change. Well, that that's the goal. There, there can't be any other goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they understand. I mean, they're not dumb people. I no, mean, they, no, they, no. they read the tea leaves, and they've, they're making intelligent uh, goal-oriented decisions like everybody else. Right. But their goal-oriented decisions don't comport with the law. The The problems and disagreements we've had in society with regard to politicization and disingenuous nature, they've washed into the judiciary now. I don't care what side you look at it from. Right, right. And so we're, we're not getting honest, honesty and integrity from the judiciary. And that, that was mentioned in Judge Van Dyke's uh, complaint that he had. He goes, you are both undermining our ability to work with each other and undermining uh, the way the public looks at us. But I, I just don't know if they care because firearms and abortion, the rules go out the window. Right. Was there any response from the Ninth Circuit? There, no, but they wouldn't have responded to that. I mean, their response is going to be an upraised middle finger when they extend the stay for the next year and a half. I mean, that'll be their response to Judge Van Dyke. Wow, how terrible. But you, but you got you to gotta stay after it, though. That's the key. Well, I, I am hopeful that the way that things have been exposed for how things have worked inside the Ninth Circuit, that the collegiality, uh, as long as we win, I hope that goes away. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that people are exposed for who they are and what they do and what they say, and they can't get away with manipulating the process so because does, it undermines public trust in, in the judiciary. So does the Supreme Court have any any power over the Ninth Circuit? Uh, theoretically, they could review the stay decision once it's made. Okay. But they couldn't eliminate anybody on the Ninth Circuit? No. Yeah. Well, not unless they hire somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so another hot topic that we need to shift over to, SB2. I got a question for you, Dave. What's that? Are you reasonably likely to be a danger to yourself or others? No. Well, I don't know. You probably get a difference of opinion in this room. You think? Ooh. Ooh. You think I am? Maybe. You know what that is? What is that? That's the new standard for getting a CCW in California. 
Is that the new one? Uh-huh. Is that SB2? That is SB2. They've thrown out good costs. Well, they didn't have much of a choice with that. Supreme right. Court said you have to throw out good costs. Yeah, so they, well, you, I've been waiting for what's going to come next. Well, do you want the bad news on getting a CCW, or do you want the bad news on after you get a CCW? Oh, I see. So it's ugly either way. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, I agree with Jim, though. I, I, this is so blatantly unconstitutional, but the problem is not all of it is. Mm-hmm. This is a huge bill uh, touching every aspect of firearms ownership and CCWs. And the core of what they wanted to do with it, they hid. They presented it as being a safety bill, but they, they hid the core. Well, here's the thing. They've also made it severable. Mm -hmm. Severable means that they could lose a part of it, but the other parts are saved. And so every individual piece of it has to be challenged. Like uh, I think the, the first lawsuit was May versus Bonta against SB2. And the next one, Colt, Colados, so the one that Michael Schwartz is on. It's uh, out of this district. Colossus, Colossus or Colados, one of those two. I thought there was an R in there somewhere. Yeah. But that lawsuit that Michael's part of, mm-hmm. that's only charging, uh, challenging the sensitive space restrictions, mm-hmm. the restrictions on where you can carry. It's not challenging any of the CCW granting restrictions. Mm-hmm. And so May, uh, and those two cases have just been joined together with the same judge in the central district. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was, uh, McCarty, he's pro- pretty f- firearms friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get a bad draw on that. Uh, so what is SB2? SB2 is the response of the state to Bruin. You heard Jim Miller talk about it mm-hmm. in the last segment. We said, Bonta said it's our constitutional response to the Bruin decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that changes, you know, smart people write these anti-gun legislation. And so what they've done is they've almost made it easier to get a CCW with some huge restrictions, Mm -hmm. but then they've made it impossible for you to carry the gun that you get. Right. So you can have the paperwork. You just can't carry the gun. Well, you can drive around with it. Yeah. You know, but you might not be able to pull into a parking lot. Right. But Mm -hmm. you can drive the streets with it Mm -hmm. for the most part. In fact, they actually have that in the law that... We don't mean that you can't drive through somewhere with it, but you just can't stop. <laughs> and so there's going to be a lot of people doing nothing with their CCW other than driving around with their gun. Right. Uh, and then when they get out, what are they supposed to do? Go to the, go to the back of your car before you get to the parking lot and right. unload it in the middle of the street and put right. it in and your trunk? Every, and everybody's will be illegal in their eyes. Yes. It, it, the whole point of this, I, I've been doing this a long time as a lawyer. I have to take a slide rule and a calculator to figure out how this thing works. Right. What's okay? Is this right or is this wrong? I can't believe how many questions that I'm going to get yeah. if this ever goes into effect. Here's the positive: I don't think it's going to go into effect. Uh, they've tried this everywhere else, mm-hmm. uh, other states. It's been found to be unconstitutional and stayed while it's being litigated. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's finished litigating it yet. I don't think so. But other states have tried this. I think Hawaii, Maryland is the most recent. This week, they got to stay on some of the sensitive space restrictions in the Maryland bill. And that just happened. So this is happening as we're talking. But here's here's the problem. There are things in this bill that are going to survive. One of the things that's going to survive is they've doubled the amount of training to get a CCW to 16 hours. Mm -hmm. They've doubled the amount of training for a renewal to eight hours. That may not seem like a lot. 
but they foisted their own pet projects into it. One hour of your training now has to be mental health and mental health resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are we mental health professionals to be able to teach that? Well, it can't huh. be the firearms instructors. They have That's to bring in right. mental health professionals. You're, you're correct. It's I do you recall bill. that? It is. Yeah. I do recall that. So what's that going to do to the cost of the the course? It's how, not how, just going to double the, how pro- the cost How attainable is that going to be for people? Well, take whatever price you're paying now and right. double it. At least. At least. They still need the instructors. They still need the time. They right. still need the space. Mm-hmm. And here's the problem. I think the facilities aren't there in our county right now to do it. I mean, their facility maxed with their CCW classes. I know that some people have been moving uh, Bill McLaren and, and 2A mm-hmm. Firearms. They've been had to expand to almost doing a CCW class every weekend. Wow. But now it's going to be Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So when is the eight-hour renewal going on? Mm-hmm. Who's doing that if they're doing every weekend a CCW class? Well, they're just, they, like you said, they're not stupid. They're going to make it as difficult as they can. And, and that's what they're doing. Right. And like, you know, we're back to our, the, our my question. Right. Are you reasonably likely? Right. Should exactly. be a danger to yourself or others. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we're going to get three of your best friends because we're going to talk to them, too, exactly. about whether you're reasonably likely. Three character references right. as part of it now. One of them has to be your cohabitant, hmm. and one of them has to be a previous cohabitant, boyfriend or girlfriend or partner. If they're you, alive. If, they're, if, if possible. <laughs> well, well, probably yeah, well the, you got bigger problems than CCW, and we should talk after the show. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, and, and it's so – we've had this conversation because the first hour I do – is trying to keep the land open, the deserts and Pismo Beach. And we're fighting the government there, and they're doing the same thing that we're doing here. It's just the topic is different. Ours is to go to the desert, enjoy yourself on a, on a motorcycle, or buy a gun and be able to, to you know carry it. And actually get trained. Get screened and mm-hmm. then actually be allowed to exercise your constitutional they're right two, to defend yourself. They're two, and I say this all the time: they're taking my money and trying to stop me from doing my Second Amendment right, and I have to defend myself with my money. So it's my money at both. End. I mean, I'm fighting against myself. Well, I got one more thing for you. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm going to like those posts that you've been putting up about Governor Newsom. Because uh, all your public postings now, oh, we're, we're going to use that to determine mm-hmm. whether you is reasonably likely you're a danger to yourself. Or other. You know what? You say a lot of anti-government things. Yes. Yeah, so you, you, yeah. you say things that make us nervous. So we reasonably believe that you're a, a, yeah, a to, danger to yourself. Exactly. Or others. Well, and it's that, that standard, that standard that meant nothing. What is good cause? Mm-hmm. What is good moral character? Very arbitrary. They've eliminated those useless standards, mm-hmm. and they've turned them into another useless standard called reasonably likely to be a danger to yourself or others. Can they? But then again, you know, then we hire you, and then you go back to court, and then you... Well, one of the good things in the bill, it's got an entire section, what happens when they turn you down. They got 90 days to tell you that you're qualified initially, go get your training. And then they got 120 days after you finalize your application with your training certificate and your live scan. 120 days after that, they can turn you down. But it's got a whole process in there, hey, you go to court. So in that sense, it's actually better than the old process. Mm Mm-hmm. So wait, so what you're saying on top of the 90-day background check that we currently already have, there's going to be an additional 120 days? They have 90 days to tell you or let you take your training. 
So okay, so they're expanding that to ninety. Okay, and then then from then there, one hundred and twenty to turn you down. Gotcha. Uh, and there's so many things written in there. Uh, we don't have to do the good call co- the uh, character letters on a renewal. If the sheriff doesn't want to do it, they don't have to. Right. So you're not going to need character on a renewal, but you are going to get your theoretically your social media checked. Uh-huh. They're going to do public postings that you've been you've been putting online talking about how bad the government is. I'm now. in good shape because I write it and then I delete it. <laughs> I find if I write Once it's it, out there, Dave, it's out there you're, forever. You're not, no, 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 no. I don't hit send. Oh. I just write it, feel better, and then delete, delete, delete. You're not in good shape, Dave. They got a file on you. <laughs> yeah, more than you know, my friend. All right, let's take a quick break. Sam the Gunman's right around the corner, right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Well, the San Diego Gun Show is returning October 21st, 22nd. Excited. It's the second gun show since the since they banned it from the Del Mar Fairgrounds, and we need you to come out and support the event so we can keep on growing the gun show and help educate people. That's that it's normal to want to be able to protect yourself, period. Gun Owner Symposium is also happening. Turned out to be extremely popular last time. So free with a gun show admission. And what is the symposium? It's two full days of presentations and speakers where gun show attendees can learn something, listen uh, to something about provoking and enjoy the gun show. Admission is only $15. And you can get a $2 discount. Just go to Gun Owners Radio dot com slash symposium all right hey sam how you doing buddy i'm well how are you guys oh, we're doing pretty good i guess michael is still cruising with your grandfather yeah something like that yeah eating barbecue i know i saw that i was I like, I'm so that jealous too. yeah i know i told him now that's real food <laughs> bet you didn't have spaghetti no not no. at all all right so you ready for the uh uh, the question of the day. Sure, let's have it. All right. All right, Sam. It's gun related. It's not a car and it's not something you eat. <laughs> Nor is it a horse. <laughs> Nor is it a horse. <laughs> All right. You ready, Sam? Uh, yeah, I don't All know right. why they felt they had to preface it that well, way, but uh, I'm, you, I'm feeling a little less ready now. You will see. You will see. So we have our question today. Our question is from Ben, and Ben is from Phoenix, and his question is What? is a Pinto. Ben from Phoenix. Uh, thanks for writing in. Thanks for the question. Um, and now I'm, I'm kind of glad it was prefaced in that way. Uh, so I know it's not referring to the horse or the car named after the horse. Um, but there is a gun named after the horse. Um, and if I recall correctly, um, this would be one of those tiny subcompact really pocket pistols as they were marketed back in the day from Colt known for um, having the prancing pony logo. Um, And again, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm rummaging around here in, in the, the back 
warehouse of where I keep the mental files. But if I remember correctly, the Pinto was a little pocket 380 or 32 that sold pretty poorly and was generally regarded poorly and was pulled from the market after a few years. Close. So it generally, so you you mentioned the pocket so that the small size, it technically actually is going to be typically a JK or N frame revolver. So it tends to be not on the small side. Uh, And it is a name given to a certain Smith & Wesson class of revolvers and that were popular with collectors. Refers to guns that have a mix of blued and nickeled parts. And the name derives from the Pinto horse. So there is a correlation there, which has patches of white in color. The guns were produced as a way to use up excess excess parts from the different production runs, but they have acquired a niche collector interest pool. What do you okay. think of that? He got me. Ben gotcha. Okay. Well, you're close. I mean. Well, yeah. He, you know, I not w- really. Well, well, he didn't call it a car. There's one. one. I was going to say it's not the name of uh, Christopher Columbus ship, but then I realized, oh, wait, that's the Pinta, not the Pinto. Thank you very much. Good question. Ben from Phoenix got me. So he gets a shirt or a hat or uh, Or something like that. There you go. Uh, I don't know how it works. I just answer the questions. You do a fine job, no doubt. Absolutely, Sam. Fantastic. And I'm looking these up. You know, I was curious after I read the question, I'm looking them up and it is, it's a mix. You'll, some of them have a wood uh, grip. You might see a black frame, a, a silver barrel, uh, various material mix of the drum. It's very, very eclectic and hodgepodge. Well, that's, they're just using Absolutely. spare parts. Right, that's it. Yeah. So did you do a blog this week or last week? Um, yep. Uh, my latest one just went up uh, a short while ago. Um, and it, you know, I'm trying to tread really carefully here because mm-hmm. I know... A lot of people listen to this show, or I hope a lot of people listen to this show, and I don't want to upset anyone, but I just briefly give my thoughts on Diane Feinstein's political career with her recent passing. I don't go into too terribly much detail, and I try not to say anything too inflammatory, but everything I say is either a true statement or my opinion based thereon. So if you're interested Go take a look. It's on the San Diego County Gun Owners blog right now. I think that's an excellent Absolutely. idea. Absolutely. A lot of our history just isn't known to the current generation, so I think that's great. No, not at Put all. Put it all out there. All right. Fantastic. Thank you, Sam. Well, thanks for having me on, as always. Oh, absolutely. No, I didn't get it this time. Yep, no, You'll no, get it not next a, one. Not a, not a concern. I mean, we, you know, it, it, does, it does happen. I mean, let's face it. Uh, by the way, it says here from... Uh, a listener. Actually, Sam's answer is valid. Mm. Colt did make a gun called a Pinto. It just wasn't the answer that Ben had sent. Ah. So you're half All right. right. Hey, I say we give it to Sam. Me too. That works. Uh, I don't know. That wasn't the answer given. Okay. All right, how about just a little ding? Again, this goes into the category of uh, we'll have to do some more research and we're going to have to find out because, again, I just looked up what the listener just said, and yes, there is a Colt Pinto. So, I mean, interesting. again, it's quite interesting for sure. All right. Well, I'll I'll have to do some research on my end because I could have sworn there was a little pocket 380 they made that – was that did not sell well, but it must be under a different name. So I'll have to get back to you guys and figure out what uh, what the real name was. All right, Sounds. I did find a little pocket one. It's uh, the ten five. Ten five. Yeah. Okay. I found one. All right. There we go. 
All right. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and we'll be talking to you next week. Well, thanks for having me on, as always. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right. Hey, you know, I see uh, Mike has thrown some topics yeah the symposium yeah we can just do a quick rundown of uh you know those if you're interested in possibly going and yeah. and uh, sitting in on some of the symposium here's some of the uh, speakers and the topics that you're going to find if you have an interest mike schwartz himself is going to be there he's going to be talking about the ccw permit process here in san diego county desi's going to be over there with not me san diego and she's going to talk about uh, all things not me san diego so very women women-centered uh, speak or talk. Uh, Matthias Quellenberg, we know him well. He's our German buddy. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be there with uh, talking about the CCW lifestyle. And uh, we're going to have our 2.0, right? And uh, if you missed 1.0, it's okay. You can still catch 2.0. We're going to have our very own Joe Dramisi, and he's going to be uh, talking about filling the gap between strong words and lethal force. If you are a CCW holder, these are some fantastic topics that you need to kind of sit in on and to give some thought to. We're going to have our uh, comic buddy, Gabe Eltieb, and he's going to be there talking about navigating the front lines of culture wars, and that's really what he's taken taken his stand on. If you uh, if you heard the show where he he spoke about uh, his departure from the comic world, mm-hmm. at least the mainstream, and now he's gone independent. Uh, we're going to have Brady uh, Pasella. He's with the Green Man Project, and he's going to talk about the philosopher warrior mindset. And last but not least, we have Mike DeSargo with Stronghold Dynamic, and he's going to talk about the paradox of perfect practice. And if you've never seen Mike on the range, it's quite a sight. I was also going to mention on our YouTube channel, Gun Owners Radio, we have a playlist full of uh, last year's Gun Owner Symposium. So uh, you can watch Matthias's speech from last year or any of the other speeches as well. So uh, you know who'd be just another good speaker? What's that? Gary Gibson. Gary would be great. I think he'd be. Are you listening in there in the little box? I think Gary would be a phenomenal uh, speaker because <laughs> he can talk about the legal aspect of it. I got a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, because he's he, he speaks so well that he basically pulls you in. Absolutely. You know, and he does a he does a, a really 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 good job. Well, hey, it's fun. Mike's back hopefully next week. He'll be here next week. And really quickly, just to fill in that gap. So you know how Gary was uh, talking about the case that uh, Mike is on uh, that's uh, countering, kind of going against SB2? Mm -hmm. I do have the name of that case in case any of you want to look it up. That's going to be going against, kind of countering the sensitive places portion of SB2. And the case name is Corolero v. Bonta. So that's the one that Mike is on that is challenging the sensitive spaces on SB2. (laughs) So we got lots of ways to go. We need lots and lots of help. We need people to join our groups. Uh, It's not expensive at all. There's different levels of participation. Uh, But if you want your second amendment to be protected, it's, you're going to have to participate and help out whether in person, financially. Uh, I, I just took and throw my credit card on and they pull money out of it once a month. It's super, it's easy. You don't have to worry about it. And at least if you're not doing anything, then you can't say anything. You have to participate. If you don't like the way the, the government is running your life, then you have to stand up and you have to say something. And if you can't do it, then you have to go to people that can. And Michael Schwartz is probably one of your best advocates for your Second Amendment right. I mean, he truly, truly eats, sleeps, and drinks the Second Amendment, along with his team. Um, and we p- try to provide programs for you that, uh, like Not Me SD, that will protect you and your family 
And yes, our, we highly recommend training, 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 training. I think we talk more about training than we talk about anything else. Because if you're not trained, there's very good chance you're going to hurt somebody. Or you're going to fail to fail to be confident enough to pick it right. up and use it. Right. Or so therefore, gonna, it does you no good. Panic. You're going to panic. You're not even going to know. Do I? Is it loaded? Do I have to? What do we got to do? What do I got? What, you're more what? more likely to freeze. Yeah. Was there a button on there that I have to push? Yeah. You know, and the criminal has got. He's been shooting a lot longer than you have, most likely. So you have to have your upper edge. All right. What else? How's Discount Gun Mart? Doing fantastic. Busy as ever. Busy Busy as ever. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Check them out. All right. Don't go anywhere. Mr. Siegel, I think, is in the house. He's got a couple of folks in the box, and they're going to educate you and it's always an exciting show so i highly recommend you just don't touch that dial this is gun owners radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer